The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Dude Fox Podcast from me, Ronnie Costello, and him, Paul McNichol. Hello. Two born and bred Arabs discussing all things United related on a weekly basis with a new episode published every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. The podcast is a weekly look back at the previous games, it's a preview of the match ahead, as well as our views and opinions on anything else tangent related that week. We would love to get other Arabs on as well, so if you are interested then do send us a message on our social media, we are at Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you can search for the Fox Podcast on Facebook. The Fox Podcast. Just before we get this episode underway, we thought it might be an idea just to give a little bit of info about us. Uh, I'm Ronnie. I'm the voice of Tanadice, kinda. I'm the match day announcer, which I've been doing for six and a half years now. Uh, my first United game was the 1991 Cup final, uh, which I actually went to after winning a competition. And although the game was end to end, me and Paul spoke about this as well. There was definitely a foul on Alan Main. We know there was. 100%. I always remember that the other guy who won tickets and he went to the game had a total fascination with hovercrafts. I've no idea why. Uh, my granddad bought me a season ticket in the George Fox Upper uh, when it opened. He gave up a season ticket and the 1995 relegation happened. But he continued to pay for mine, so I was always going to go. Me and my mate Paul, who went to the games, we moved to the East Stand for the first division season. And like many, I was also on the pitch in 96. Uh, that's one of the brilliant memories for me. It's up there with Welsh's goal at Motherwell 94, Badger's hat-trick at Dens in his final game, Charlie Miller's diving header against St Johnston, and everything else, Nadir's celebration, 6-2, Goody Russell, John Daly's front line, Goldie Armstrong, GMS, Andy Robertson, some of the best football at Tandice in my time of watching United. For me, though, nothing comes close in terms of best United moment. It's the 94 Cup final, Brewster from a yard out. What a moment it was, and he was my hero that year. Fast forward from then to January 2013, I was asked if I was interested in doing the tannoy on match days, so you can all blame Gordon Grady for that phone call. <laughs> I'm Paul, and I've been an Arab all my life. Uh, I was taken to my first game in 1982, and although I wasn't an ever-present from the get-go, I've been regularly attending the matches since about the age of eight. Uh, initially I would have been sat on the wall at the front of the Segi and I vividly remember looking over to the fans in the shed and thinking, I wish I was over there. When I was a little bit older, I ended up there on a few occasions and if you made it home without any bruises, you had sold yourself shut. That place was chaos after a goal had been scored and scenes like that will probably never be seen again inside Tanadice. Uh, when the Dode Fox opened, I then moved to the family section with my old man and my younger brother. Family section it may have been... Family-friendly, language-wise, it was not. I absolutely loved it. Then once I started having to pay for my own season ticket, which was a little bit tough love for the old man, I moved over to the East Stand. Initially in the top tier and now in the renamed Eddie Thompson Stand, I sit in the bottom tier, still with the old man, and also now with my son, Leo. His love affair with Tangerine has now begun. He has different heroes to cheer on, but my mind still takes me back to seeing Luggy with his socks down at his ankles, terrorising defences, Davy Neri absolutely strolling games, Alan Mayne having a laugh and a joke with a crowd, and Davy Bowman leaving the pitch at the end of matches with an opposition player's limb. Magic. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll be talking about Saturday's friendly away tees Fife, the rumour mill, what players or positions we need, who needs to go, the kit news 
backroom appointments, Marlon Tony's interviews, our expectations for the season ahead, and anything else that comes up United related on this episode one of the Dode Fox podcast. So the first pre-season game was uh, yesterday as we were recording this, our way to East Fife, uh, a fairly uneventful one-all game, uh, clearly no looking for the result out of that, just want to get everybody to get fitness, I think 24 players were used, uh, some showed up quite well, others will just say that they were gathering their fitness. Very pre-season-y. It was very pre-season Which I don't even know if it's a word, but I've saw at least 10 now. people say that. Correct, yes, so <laughs> it's a word now, it's a thing. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was one of those, I'm not saying I went in high expectation. It's the first game they've been in, what, five or six days, triple sessions? Yeah, they came They came back on Monday there, uh, the 24th. So, yeah, five days. And I think that they will have been worked quite hard as well, uh, as is the norm pre-season. So to get them all a run out, even if only for 45 minutes, uh, it's it's good, you know, it's a starry. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, for, again, people have probably seen it all in there, but you're looking at the first half, uh, Benji in goal, uh, Liam Smith, who's the only new signing on show, played a right back, Connolly and Reynolds, Robson at left back, uh, Rashid Behenna and the holding midfielder. Then you had kind of a bank of four, Matty Smith, Cammy Smith, Declan Glass, uh, Bankson at the left and Osmond So up front and uh, what a debut for Liam Smith with an own goal after 18 minutes but other than that he done it I'm right, happy but we've signed a goal scorer uh, <laughs> so I'm quite I'm on board with that yeah I'm on board with that uh, from the first half I think the guys that stood out for me certainly were Buena uh, I felt that he kind of strolled it again class he, he always seems to stroll it he's the he's best in. he's the best ball playing player that we have or the most comfortable player on the ball that we have yes yeah and I have to say he's a midfielder mm. he is not the centre half not no. when you've got the kind of aggression possibly that Reynolds and Conley have for the Scottish football mm -hmm. he's maybe a bit too nice I don't know him but on the ball, he well, was that playing there. what was the position he was originally signed for then? Because I, I can't remember when centre half was it centre sure half definitely. Centre half. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's where we played him initially. But I'm just mm -hmm. wondering if Laszlo yeah. came out and said, "Well, we're signing him for." Well, no, I, I can't quite remember. Someone might be able to tell us that and correct mm -hmm. us. And but for, for a midfielder, yeah, uh, he, he's excellent. He's excellent at this level. Certainly, he's excellent. Uh, the other guy that stood out yesterday for me, and it's the first time that I've I've actually saw him play, was uh, young Scott Banks. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's a big lad. He's uh, he's got a bit about him. He looks quite fast. Uh, so I mean, I don't know if he's going to get put out on loan again or not. But he he looks ready to go uh, from a, a forty five minute spell against East Fife. Certainly, he said, uh, and he he made the promising. goalkeeper work. He did, yeah. He made uh, their goalkeeper a work. Stinging efforts. Because again, he had a couple of efforts. I think our biggest chance was just after the goal. Cami Smith right through really Should good have move. Worried it. Has to, he has thinking to score. Has to score. Um, he should have. I think Connolly had one cleared off the line. Yes. Uh, Scotty Banks yeah. had a couple. Far may have given it. I was screaming for it. Yes, I, I, I was too. doing the symbol. Uh, it doesn't so work I. on a podcast, no, but I, I was doing the symbol. Um, Scotty Banks had two or three efforts. Really kept the the keeper busy because Benji didn't have really any saves. No, no. He picked the ball out the net once beautifully and threw it back to the halfway <laughs> line after Liam had uh, put through his own goal. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, East Fife they broke up the part now and again. But United had most of the chances in that mm -hmm. in that first half, that's for sure. But again, it's a, it's a friendly, it's all about fitness. It would be, saying all that, it would be embarrassing had we been beat uh, by his five, but we weren't. Uh, one all, everybody got a run out. Yeah, that's and then the main thing. Se second half, uh, 
Dennis in the goal, uh, back four, Watson, Franz, Ross Graham, who has took a streak. He's a, I don't remember him being that tall. Yeah, he's a giant. Uh, he was a left midfielder, played in the centre half. Maybe that's his position now. I think he's a bit tall to be a left back. But anyway, yeah. Callum Booth coming at left back. Uh, midfield, McMullen, Young Mockery, uh, Stanton, Logan Chalmers played in the left. And it was uh, Louis Appert. Or a Perry, depending on what your pronunciation is. If someone could correct me on that, especially yeah. on a match day. Even Lewis himself. Yes, and uh, Nicky Clark was in there as well. It took a little bit of time to mm-hmm. get the goal, but I have to say, Dennis was the busier of the two keepers in the second half. Yes, but he handled everything very well. Very, couple of I mean, very even good his saves. distribution was fantastic. He, I'm pretty sure he set up the, the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it started did. with him. He launched it out, and uh, also. Uh, You've called him Lewis. I'm going to call him Louis. Louis Apere. Sorry, well, that's not your name, sir. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what's happened to him because the last time I saw him, like I can remember the first time I saw him, it was United 11 versus North End uh, up at North End Park a couple of years ago and he looked great. He looked really good. But again, that's against junior players and uh, he's probably just a lot fitter than them. I don't know. Uh, but uh, the last uh, the last couple of times in the reserves that I've seen him, he never really stood out. Uh, but yesterday... I don't know, he's, he's just, he's beefed up. I don't know if sticking him out on loan in the juniors, I believe he was on loan He was at, at, yesterday. He was at Brody. And uh, last he's, season, sorry. He's, uh, he's, there's just something about him and he was excellent yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he was at the Brody and they're, they're playing, what, two or three times a week? And he was an ever-present, yeah. Playing a lot, yeah. you know, and I, I thought his link-up play was really good. Uh, I thought Nicky Clark played really well as well. And it, that's the, the difference, but it was a 4-4-2. It was mm. very much, Clark wasn't in any hole. It wasn't, yeah. a, it wasn't a 10. He was up there alongside him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought they'd done really well. Like say, from the goal, really good move. Really unselfish as well. It was, yeah, because I was actually screaming for him to shoot. <laughs> and I was almost cursing him when he didn't. And then obviously he laid it on a plate. But that's a fair point about Nicky Clark. Uh, like, get him up front. Mm-hmm. That, that's what he does. He's basically a goal scorer. He's a, a poacher. Uh, this playing him behind the striker, you know, I don't think I'm not saying he can't do it, but you don't get the best out of him if he's if he's playing there. I don't think. No, and uh, that was 22 players used, and then the last five minutes, uh, Lewis Nielsen and Alison Jones both got on. I think everyone sort of searched to think. Oh, I'm not maybe totally aware of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis Nelson, he's one of the recent youths who just signed professional terms with Chris Mockery. And uh, Alison Jones has been with the club for about 18 months. He's yeah. got about a year left. He's a Swedish-born attacking midfielder. Okay. Now, five minutes is not long enough That's true. to show anything yeah. uh, in there. But it's maybe just to get them involved, get them yeah. a wee run out, make Why them not? feel part of the group. Why not? Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think uh, I thought young Mockery it was very assured in centre midfield. Yeah, he's only nine years old, so he's excellent. He's excellent. <laughs> I, I thought he was he was good in there. I thought Logan Chalmers had some impressive runs. I thought he he done he got a real hard time off the right back as well. Yeah, Logan Chalmers' distribution uh, yesterday was pretty good. Uh, he's got a, a real good left foot on him, mm-hmm. uh, and there's there's definitely definitely he's he's got something. I know that I, I've tended to say that about a lot of players that have pulled on tangerine jerseys over the years and been wrong, but. Chalmers definitely got something, uh, and I'm hoping that he can get some game time this year as well. Mm-hmm. And Show I, it. And I certainly think, I don't know if it was the way at half time something was said, but in terms of, I thought Booth got forward a lot more than Jamie Robson mm-hmm. in the second half. And I, but again, Dennis was definitely the busier goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. You know, which was, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying we were uncomfy or, 
I thought we were very comfortable in possession. I thought we had a lot of the ball, but first half, um, certainly when we had it, we maybe didn't create enough, mm-hmm. possibly. I think we're lacking massively uh, in a creative player. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think we've got one. Yeah. I mean, I would. you could argue just now, certainly Nielsen's chosen formation in midfield would probably be Butcher, Harks, Pollock, McMullen, uh, and okay, Buena, as silky as I think he is. I don't think that he's the, a defence unlocker sort of player. You know, we need somebody to get the, to pick a pass basically mm-hmm. in, in the final third. Uh, but we'll come to that with the rumours. Yeah, and um, I noticed Robbie Nielsen, he said after the game that uh, Ian Harks and Callum Butcher are training this week. Pollock's a few weeks away. Uh, and I believe Adrian Sproul was just a knock, which mm. sort of be precaution that we're out. So yeah, no point in risking them. No, and again this week um, on Friday night, go to Brecon. Saturday afternoon, go to Dumbarton. And in the same interview, uh, he basically said the team that starts the game on Friday will play about seventy seventy five minutes. The rest getting fifteen minutes, and on Saturday the people that get fifteen minutes yeah, will get the majority it. of the game on the yeah. um, Saturday. So I'm certainly you know. Going up to Brecon, certainly. Dumbarton's a wee step too far for me at the yeah, weekend. And, after a, and filled with bad memories as well. <laughs> well, it's another reason. <laughs> uh, but it will be interesting again. It's an, uh, again another week yeah. we'll have went in there because, you know, what have they done this week? Probably a lot of fitness work. Mm-hmm. Have they done maybe a lot of tactic shape? We're not sure. Yeah. You know, obviously they're not going to give too much away. But certainly I would think next week and the week after, if you need two, three sessions, you know, the fitness should certainly come because mm-hmm. I think one thing that's been labelled from fans is when was the last 90 minute fit performance you've seen at Dundee United side yeah. I honestly can't I can't remember I mean we've, we've had great halves we've had good spells but a 90 minute performance I think we're, we'd have to go back quite a fair quite a fair number of seasons yeah, probably I would have thought so but you know what to get to get that football fix six days into pre-season Mm-hmm. I was quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. If I'm if I'm in the country, I'm going to see United uh, usually, no matter where they are. Yeah, but yeah. As I say, it was it was a friendly. It, it reeked of being a friendly. Uh, it got boys a wee bit of fitter, hopefully. Yeah, and it allowed us to see the the new non-strip. Yeah, which was lovely. Yeah, I mean, let's just delve into that. Uh, obviously, people like a kit. People mm-hmm. like a home strip. People yes. like an announcement. I'm not one that's went over the top with no, with it. But some have. Some, some have. have. Um, but they've obviously said, you know, I think Mal Brannigan, again, we touched, we mentioned this as well, that he said that, you know, they went through a tendering process. It wasn't, it's not an off-the-shelf design. It's yeah. very unique, which then made me go and look at other Macron strips. Mm-hmm. Like the Lazio is a beauty. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying we're getting something like that, but something really unique is, is great. I would think it'll be all Tangerine. Tangerine 50. 50. Tangerine 50. Yeah. I'm very much a Black Shorts fan. Yeah, me too. But me too. If it, if that's the way it is, then then that's it. So yeah, on Saturday, uh, yesterday as we record this on the Sunday, the pre-season away strip was made. Mm-hmm. I quite liked it. I liked it as well. <laughs> and uh, and you, you just know it's going to be better than anything that comes out, don't you? You, you just it's, know it. It's, it's uh, the United way. Yeah. Um, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I, I thought it looked good. It did look good. You know, it's the same with uh, someone Someone said on Twitter, um, the training gear looks great. I, I agree. Yeah. Now, I'm, I've never... 
I'm not a fashionista. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fashion anything. It's not. But that is a, that's a nice bit of kit I think they've made um, from Macron. So I think it's about a three-year deal. I mean, it's a fair... Four-year deal. deal. There you go. Yeah, so four-year I mean, deal. You're buying into stuff like that. So, uh, But now it's been... The, the kit will... The players will wear the new kit on the 12th against Hearts mm-hmm. and it can be bought on the 19th. The week, the week later, yeah. Yeah, which... It's the way it is, mm-hmm. you know. It is the way. Uh, yeah, is. it's gonna it's gonna be tangerine. It's gonna have the United badge on it, and this season I'll have utility on it. Uh, however, yeah. it looks to, to me. I'm, I'm not overly fussed, <laughs> and I hope that it's as long not, as it doesn't have brown sleeves. Yeah, I'm no fussed, and I hope it's not a a new one every year. It probably will be. Though. You know, that's just that's just the way modern football. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No matter what team, it's there's a. Two, at least two new kits every year. Yeah. If teams really want to milk it, they'll throw in a third kit that they'll wear once. So I could say, well, we wore it. Like the pink. Like the pink. But I think that was for the breast cancer. Yeah. Illness, was it not? But then when it's the third kit or whatever, or something like that. Yeah. But they only wore it a couple of times. Yeah. I had the uh, scarf. I always liked the scarf. Yeah. I liked the scarf as well. Yeah. But again, we are not fashionistas yeah. and we did not look good wearing that, probably. <laughs> I think we shall move on from the fashion. But the new kit, 19th of July, which I think everyone knows by now. So, um, and the preseason kit is something from Macron that they've, they've made. So, um, that's the first game out of the way. That is a bit of the kit out of the way. Now let's turn our attention to the rumour mill. Uh, so what have you heard? What have you heard, Ron? Well, I, I think the, the the big name, and again, you know, recording this on a Sunday, out releasing the episode on a Tuesday, there's a lot can happen, especially in pre-season. Uh, the kind of notable names that prop up more than most, uh, Lauren Shankland, which of course... We've all heard that because it's it's basically been confirmed that we've, we're attempting to sign him. Yeah, which Tony Asgar said it. I think Robbie's come out and said it as well. Yeah. Um, Kyle Laffery, Craig Conway... Sam Nicholson, uh, Harry Cochran, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis obviously has been on trial, but so, so I'm pretty sure I read somebody said it's not signing after the, the. I know he's playing his five. That's don't disrespect to his five, but the performance I would have said, I think he's kind of he was he, he was good. worth keeping a look at anyway. He was just super unfortunate the first time around. You know, I mean, people were. I can remember just after the the injury, people were saying, "Oh, what an idiot." celebrating mm. goals by doing handstands or whatever. And then you actually saw what he'd done and he just basically ran and jumped yeah. up, up and landed straight down. Yeah. And the, the other one, knee. the other one was actually this morning as um, Ryan Gold has apparently been allowed to leave sporting a year lane. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's the outpouring of bring him home, which I can't say I'm, he, I'm not against. He is the, a guy that could unlock a defense. There you go. That he is that sort of player. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's obviously a rumour. Uh, it may even have been started by you, Ronnie, I'm not sure. But uh, he is the sort of guy that would definitely add yeah. quality to the, the current squad. The the names that I've got, that I've saw uh, linked with United is Stevie May, but that was weeks ago. Uh, Scott Fox. Or the Ross, Ross County. Ross, Ross Doohan, I've seen Goalie. him mentioned. I've saw Chris Cadden mentioned at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killian Sheridan. I don't even know where he's playing these days. I think he was in Cyprus for a, oh, for no a little while. No idea. And I'll, I'll attempt this guy's name, Bryce Nja Njedi. He's a left back, isn't he? He's an ex-Watford player. That's all I know. I don't know what position <laughs> he plays. I'm not even sure if I've said his name right, but it's, it's gone pretty quiet with that one. But the Craig Conway one, it's, uh, to me, it's humorous. I don't know if there's anything in it, but it all started off because he'd apparently bought a house in money fee. Yes, yeah, someone said that, that to me as well. Phenomenal. Maybe it's true. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's true. But 
well, yeah, why would he buy a house in Moneyfeath if, <laughs> if there was no truth to that? Or has he even bought a house in Moneyfeath? Who knows? I'm not as estate agent, so no. I, I don't really have a clue about that. Um, I think Shankland, again, is, is already splitting opinions. Yeah. Is he uh, is he the type of player United need? Is he Will he score goals? What kind of service does he need? All this. Proven goal scorer at that level. Uh, and I think I'm right in saying United had him on trial yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, we, we absolutely did when uh, McKinnon decided to McKinnon sign Patrick and Coy instead. Yeah. Which, you know, and I think Shankly knows where the goal is, especially at this level. There's a lot of, you know, rumours. It's a three year deal, it's a two year deal. There's 20 grand sign on fees, there's 200 grand sign on fees, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Um, if he signs then for me, fine, because mm. of his goal-scoring record, Yeah, for me. Um, he had a great uh, first half of the season last year, and that continued on from a fantastic season the year before, but yeah. albeit at a lower level. Uh, and I think the negativity that, I'm, that I've saw is coming from the fact that, well, the goals kind of dried up. He, d- he did get injured, though, and like whether or not he was rushed back, who knows. But yes, the fact is the goals definitely dried up second half of the season. But first half of the season, and especially the, the 5-0 Don't game. Don't say it. Oh, sorry, sorry say Ron, that. that's me banned from the podcast. Say that. Say uh, that. But that game, mm-hmm. that night, he was fantastic. He, he led the line as well as anybody has led a line at Tanadice for, uh, for a number of seasons. Uh, so if we get that version of Lorne Shankland, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know... I think you'd be mad to turn that down, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I would certainly say that. Um, Kyle Lafferty, I certainly think, for me, he's a no-go. Um, I've got no kind of interest on that. Kate, he's a good player, though. <sighs> you just don't like him. Yeah, I've, I've never been. I don't think I've I don't ever. like him either, but... Uh, I mean, Even as a was, player, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I've ever he went. He's done very well at Hearts. He's done very well at Hearts, and they were in the league above where we currently are. Mm. Uh, I, th- I mean, I don't... <sighs> I don't think there's anything in the Lafferty, the Lafferty story, but if there is, I think it'd be a hell of a good signing. Yeah. Um, Craig Conway, again, it's it's one of them. It's, you know, is it? It's memories. There's memories I attached to that. I think that's what one. it is. I think Sam Nicholson's an interesting one. Obviously played under Robbie at Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, out in America, but doing all right for himself in terms mm-hmm. of financially, yeah. lifestyle, all that. If there's a... Yeah, when you think about all, all that and you weigh it up, you think to yourself, well, why would he want to to come back to like a championship team in Scotland but it could be homesickness yeah. you know maybe he's got a partner that's coming want, wants to come back yeah. home who knows but before he left yeah he was certainly a good player and then Harry Cochran's been like I would think on loan but I, 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 I that's the young boy from Hearts, yeah, yeah 16, 17 he's looked good when I saw him on the TV yeah, I haven't yeah, seen much yeah. else of him but again I don't know how high up he'll be on the you know Hearts first team it could mm. just be Purely rumours, the reason we're speaking about it, you know what I mean? Uh, for me, I, I kind of when when the whole goodie thing didn't work out with the player coming back, mm-hmm. which I don't actually think was goodie's fault. I think it was the the way we were trying to play. Yes, and it wasn't. He can't play. He's not a lone striker, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of ruined it. Um, the hat trick you got against Partick was superb, but Ryan Gold is a different kettle of fish. All together for me, if Gold was to come back, yeah. I think uh, he uh, he can play deeper. He can play the ten. He he's just a wonderfully talented player. Yeah, he you when know when he first broke into the scene, uh, United, he was honestly one of the best players that I'd ever seen mm. uh, at that age. No fear, no, no, that was it. I mean, for when you looked at him, 
he just this is just a wee guy. He's going to get brushed off the ball, and maybe sometimes he did, but he got stuck in. Yeah. He never shied out a tackle. He he was fantastic on the ball. I mean, how many? Every time you were going to Tannadice, there were scouts from all over Europe watching this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't do that for average players. No, and uh, I think I, I think when you obviously everyone was was gutted when he went, and I think that it was a really good deal, obviously for the club at the time, regardless of what your thoughts are on the chairman and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of money, you know, it's yeah. a big opportunity, and he was really keen to. It was to a go big opportunity well. for him as well, as you're saying. He was keen to go, and you know. why wouldn't you be? You know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure some someone posted a, a tweet today. It's about 100, and he's maybe only played about 100 and odd games since mm-hmm. he left. But he's only 23. Yeah, yeah. He's only 20, he's left when he's what 18, 19. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot there. I mean, that's something I think. If, if we can get a player like that, then yeah, you, you, that's you've got to go for it. And he obviously didn't. You know, he went to Hibs on loan, second yeah. half of the season. He didn't but, do but very he got much. Injured. He got, got injured. injured. I think he was doing all right. Plus, they changed the uh, manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gold, if you're listening, come home, please. <laughs> Thank you. Right, so that brings us in, is we've done the rumour mill. Let's go into uh, looking at uh, what we need. Players, positions. Players and positions. We definitely need a goalkeeper, unless Dennis is signed, because we're, we've only got Segrist and uh, Donaldson. Mm-hmm. And I've personally never saw Donaldson play. Uh, who knows how good he is. Uh, defenders well you could I mean there's an argument to be made that you could maybe look for defenders but he has signed a right back so I would imagine Nielsen won't be thinking that we need a right back I think think the back four is done yeah well me too me too but I'm not overly sold on the the centre back situation Uh, because you've got Franz he's okay Connolly he's a bit rash at times Reynolds, I like Reynolds. Uh, I'll, I'll nail my colours to that mast. I do like Reynolds. But uh, as you say, I don't think that we're going to be bringing in any more centre-halves. No, and I, I'm quite comfortable with it. I think now you've got Paul Watson, mm-hmm. an able deputy. I think Freddie Franz is kind of one there that's, that's an, an, a deputy. And um, a left-back, I think, is is one. Again, this is more, and this will link into who needs to go as well, I think, to for squad, if we're discussing that is you've now got three left-backs. Yeah. Or are we now taking Jamie Robson as a left-winger? Because I think left-wing or left-midfield is very much a problem position for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so defensively, I think, I, I don't see any ins. No. You know, no. but going out, I maybe wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And I think the player that would probably go would be Booth. Uh, just because I think Robson's younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm basing that on. But uh, And he can play in two positions, kind of. Well, ish. <laughs> I don't think he's the best left back to be honest and he, when he came into left midfield I thought he'd done alright but then I don't know if he'd done alright because expectations were fairly low or if he actually played alright I, th- I, th- I think he played alright but uh, can we rely on him for the whole season well I mean I think your assessment there is he was alright yeah yeah, that's <laughs> it and we're, basically we're looking for better than alright yeah. to get out of this league Um. I would certainly say that in the, defensively, I think we, we're fine. I think mm. we can move on okay. there. M- midfield is a real interesting proposition at the minute. I think three of the midfield centres, centre midfielders are Cal Butcher, mm-hmm. Ian Harks, Buena. and Rashid Behena. Yeah. Other than that, I think personally, I would like to see someone else new brought in. Yeah. to complement that. Now, that obviously 
puts a question mark over Sam Stanton mm-hmm. yeah. among some others. But that that for me is is what I think. I, I would like to see someone new come in there. Again, if those th- if two of those three are starting every week, I'm all right with that. I am okay with that. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. aren't. I yeah. know Butcher has his uh, fans and his... And his uh, detractors, yeah. Yeah. Ian he, Hart. He does a job. He does a job. Well, Callum Butcher, I don't want him uh, dictating play. I don't want him getting the ball and trying to pick the pass that puts a striker through one-on-one with a keeper. I just want him holding the fort, so to speak. Get the tackles in, win the ball back, pass it to somebody that's slightly more skillful than himself. Uh, and I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Butcher. I'm not taking anything away from him by saying that. But I think the one thing that we lack in the midfield is creativity, as I've said before. I mean, there's been games where Pollitt, he's came in, uh, I think through at Dunfermline towards the end of last season, he was excellent. And uh, I forget the opposition, but it was a home game at Tannadice and he started on the bench and then he came on and uh, he was excellent that day as well. But how reliable is is Peter Pollitt, like injury-wise? I mean, he's, I don't even think he's trained. He hasn't, uh, hasn't trained yet. season, no. I don't know if that's because he's still crying about his missed penalty or if he's actually got an injury. I'm not sure. I hope penalties uh, are on the pre-season. I hope so. That. I hope that's what they were doing the first five days. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, so I mean, are you thinking we still need one more or are you happy in there? Because obviously you've got Sam Stanton in there. Now I'm t- trying to talk, I'm trying to talk purely centre midfield. I'm not talking about tens, attacking midfielders mm. in the hole because I think that's where yeah. Declan Glass comes into it if he gets a chance. I think Cammy Smith is his natural position. That's playing... Banks. Yeah, Cami out wide left doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. No, so in there, so I, I mean, centre midfield for me, I'd like to see someone new coming in, and I think left midfield slash left wing mm-hmm. as a isn't. I don't think we've got anyone naturally there. No, we absolutely need either. somebody there. We, we Natural need a left sided player. Yeah, and again, I wouldn't be against someone else coming in that can play on the right that can go against McMullen because mm. I think McMullen's is pretty much a first choice he was towards the end of the season yeah that, I mean did he not get player of the year at some, yeah. yeah yeah totally and I think but he, wasn't, he wasn't brilliant all last season though that's no. the thing like he was it was a struggle well, for, I, mean, I think the old manager was desperate to get him out the door as yeah, well oh, that, yeah that's a set uh, and if I had been stuck with Laszlo for any longer he probably would have got his way mm-hmm. he probably would have punted him in January but uh, McMullen came on to a game uh, he still got He's still got to work on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, but if we can get the, the end of season for him from Paul McMillan this season, then that, that would be good enough in this yeah. league, I would argue. And again, you know, there's Peter Paul that you've, you've mentioned is, what's his position? Mm. You know, and I, is he a seven? Is he a wide? Is he a right midfielder? Is he in the hole? Yeah. Is he playing the left? What? I mean, I would love to see Paul McMillan and another winger change wings a lot cut in you know cut yeah. in doesn't have to be direct yeah, but again position thinking yeah so I, I certainly think there's there is work to be done in there in terms of you know I don't think it'll be many signings I, I don't mm-hmm. think well we've brought in two I, d- I don't count Reynolds because Reynolds no. came in in January yeah, so yeah. we've brought in Smith and we've brought in Sporla so which should then give you the back four. Yeah. The so goalkeeper, the back you, five. Do you mean another another four or four in total? I would think there might be... Well, striker's going to be one. It has to be. It simply has to be. Yeah, I would think there'll be maybe a handful tops, but I think it'll depend on who else goes. Yeah. But, I mean, we know a striker is, is needed. You know, I think Osman and Nicky are in there. The biggest the biggest problem I've got, is the same with a lot of fans, is Nicky Clark's not a 10. 
Yeah. I don't care who. He's not a 10. Mm-hmm. Play a natural 10 in there. Yeah. Play a natural, you know, Cammy Smith in there. Play a, you know. Maybe even a Pollock. Yeah, well, that might be because I, I, again, position. I always thought Peter Paul was a right midfield player, but again, that was Aberdeen. Yeah. You know, I hadn't seen him since he went away, but he seems to play in different positions mm-hmm. and he's quite comfy going across the park. But I just, yeah, I, that's for me. And I certainly we need another a striker, obviously. That's the one the one position, uh, the, the striker, because to lose Franco, albeit he wasn't ours, uh, mm-hmm. what he gave to the team and work rate alone, okay, he maybe could have been a better finisher now and again, but... I mean, he he basically scooped most of the Player of the Year awards. Uh, yeah. Everybody can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, he was probably the best player that we had last season. And to lose him, although uh, we maybe should have mentioned him on the rumour mill as well, because it's, they're still, depending yeah, on who yeah. you speak to or what group chat you're <laughs> in on, what's up, there's still talk that uh, Safranco uh, is still sought after yeah. by the club. So we'll have to see on that front. But they definitely need uh, a striker. I mean, we've got Osman So on the books and... I'm absolutely willing him with everything in me for to be a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what we've saw so far. You know what the the spells. He's very much a. For what I've seen, he's not. He'll not give you ninety minutes constant, but he will give real sparks. There was one game towards the end of the season. He kept hold of the ball for about thirty seconds mm-hmm. and kept three or four players away from him, held yeah. up the play, got the support and knocked it off. The cross didn't come to anything. But it was just these wee bits you're going, yep, yeah, that's what I'm... And when he got the goal against Inverness, it I was... It. Yeah, yeah I mean, come it. on. And it was one... It probably came at the wrong time. He maybe need, he needed that goal six weeks ago, mm. you know, to give him a real chance. You know, he might have scored two games later or yeah. whatever. Um, and again, yesterday... Wee bits when he held the ball up really well. But again, for a striker, and all games don't work out for you, nothing clear cut, no real chance for what, what I remember yeah. in the game, making the keeper work or anything. He's clearly a handful. Look at the size of him. I know. He's you know, a unit. But a unit. it was, it's, I think he's a frustration at the minute. And I know a it lot could, of our. It could be confidence. It could be confidence. Strikers will tell you that themselves. You yeah. know, get, if, you get, if you can get a couple of goals. You know, things become easier. Yeah. And I know a lot of Arabs are going, oh, get rid of it, get rid of it. It's not going to happen. I mm. don't see people that play, Arabs don't like. So it's going no place. Butcher going no place. Connolly going no place. You know, they're the three, I think, get a wee bit of a hard rut. Mm. For me, maybe I'm a bit too nice on some of them, you know, but I just think I'd give a chance, a chance, a chance. And with all the rumours that went, it was so, and he was injured, I just think you've, <clears throat> we've got to give him the preseason. He's really got to start at running because then it gets yeah. to d- December and you're going. Yeah, it could well, be crunch time in January. Well, he's only got uh, this season on his contract, doesn't he? Uh, Eighteen, yeah, yeah, yeah it was months. a year and a half we got him for. Yeah, ideally you want him hitting the ground running, uh, score a couple of goals in the first game of the season. Ideally at Tynecastle, that would mm-hmm. be fantastic. But but I think it's the fact that you've seen him do it before. Four Hearts. Uh, he's he's definitely he's a decent player. There's a decent player in there. Whether or not that we're going to be able to get the Osman so that can produce that or, or not, if he can recapture that for him, who knows? But Christ, I want him to. <laughs> I really want him to. And that would solve a big problem, you know? So changing from the ins mm-hmm. to the outs, and we've touched on some of them there. I think obvious candidates, yeah. Fraser Aird. Yes. Adam Barton, Yannick Luemba, Christoph Rabich. Mm-hmm. None of the four have a squad number. No. 
I, I haven't saw them in any of the pre-season videos either that the no. club have released. So, I mean, there's a big question there because they've all prolonged decent contracts, mm-hmm. I would say. I think yeah, I if rumours so. are to be imagined, there might be between the four of them per year could be picking up what we're offering Lauren Shockland to sign on. Possibly. <laughs> and more, I think. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> so therefore, I think, are, are there, right? But anyone else? Um, personally, I think Matty Smith has to go on loan for his own development, or maybe it's time. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's he got left on his contract? Has he just got this season? He might have a year, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. As, see, as the episode's gone, we'll, ha- we'll know more. We'll have more info. That's all right. I thought you knew everything. You know, um, we, we'll have more info. But we do appreciate any support on that. Um, yeah, for me, and I thought yesterday, a lot of good tracking back mm-hmm. and stuff, but again, no disrespect, but he's Fife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not faulting the guy's effort, but there's, I mean, when he burst onto the scene, albeit on a, in a relegated side, uh, he looked excellent. Like the couple of games that he played at the end of that season. But then there's another thing, is he a striker or is he a right midfielder? Because right now, yeah. I have well, no idea. A winger. I'm thinking of the Kilmarnock game when we won 4-2 when we were already down, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he was excellent that day. And you thought, that's fine. We've got something to go with, work with here for next season. But he's just never kicked on. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know I don't know what it is. Maybe it is that we kind of get his best position. Yeah. I I'm think getting the best out of that guy. I think we've seen, we saw yesterday with Glass and Banks showing up relatively well uh, the loans that Robbie Nielsen made not made or got the young boys out on loan mm-hmm. a lot of them has worked yeah you know and so let's say some of them like Apere. went to yeah. the juniors whereas um, you know guys went to Airdrie to Clyde and it's clearly worked for them it's, it's a great system you know if, if you put these boys out on loan and they don't cut it then you know they're mm-hmm. not going to cut it yeah w- with United if we're at a higher level and you know what it's, it's getting the right club for them Mm. You know, because maybe they've... Getting them games. Yeah. How many... Like United have done it themselves. We've signed guys on loan and they didn't get a game. What? What is the point in that? Yeah. It's a really strange one there. But certainly... And then you've got, you know, Callum Booth, which obviously you said is, it would be like... Where does it leave Sam Stanton? Um, and also, Sam Wardrop's an interesting one because Sam Wardrop got injured mm-hmm. and the, not, the club never announced this, but he was injured. Yeah. You know, only played played a couple of games, didn't have the best of starts to it. But at the same time, I'm, you know, is it his fault? Is it, yeah. you know, I know he's in, he's coming back. I did see him, I'm pretty sure saw him in one of the videos in the preseason. Uh, I think he'll be back at the end of the year, though, the mm. end of this year. So uh, again... It was a fairly significant injury yeah, so, got. Well, we'll see, he's still there. Because again, you maybe put two and two together. You go and he's a right back. Robbie mm. Nielsen's a right back. Maybe he can help. And because... I saw him a couple of times when he was at Dumbarton and he, he I mean, he, he done well against us, yeah. but, uh, but then Robbie didn't do Nielsen, very well down there. I know, but Nielsen has just signed Liam Smith for yeah. right back. So, but again, if Wardrop's injured, you probably had to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I could see that. Cause again, Paul Watson's not a right back, but mm. I tell you what, he, he puts, a, in. puts he, a shift in. Yeah. He filled in either goal machine. Yeah. Dried up a little bit, but yeah. goal machine. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good in the air. That's you know, for sure. so, uh, anyone else you would, you would see going or would you is there anyone you would willingly part to get a better upgrade that could be realistic I think because I, mean, I think the question mark will be if the so I mean rumours obviously there was interest in Benji they yeah. were talking silly money at times with some of them yeah I think you know I mean if you had it if that rumour had cropped up say in February last year or whenever you'd have been like that yep to take that arm yeah. out the socket yes, because this guy is not worth that but he come on to a game at the end of the season he was excellent 
Uh, and again, we need to get that Benji Seagrest playing for us this yeah. season. Yeah, although you know, I think it was not in a forest were rumoured, but you know, yeah. they only took eighteen minutes to change a manager this weekend. So, yeah. well, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, yeah. It's modern football for you, though, Ron. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. So that's our ins. That's our outs. Again, it is pre-season. We are recording this on a Sunday. The episodes go out on a Tuesday, so a lot can happen. Um, but of course, we will. Uh, we're very active on our social media. We are at Dude Fox Podcast. If you want to tweet us, we'll stick some photos on Instagram. Uh, and we are on Facebook as well. Just search for the Dode Fox podcast on there. But Twitter, I think, is our main kind of, it's our main place. It's where our most followers are. It's where our conversation will be. Uh, but do like, share, retweet. But we'll stick news up there even if we do uh, miss out on them. So we didn't sign, we haven't signed anyone else since uh, Adrian appeared from Argentina. It's still been a busy place, though. But the backroom, and it's a background, the backroom appointments, uh, Lee McCulloch is now assistant head coach along with Gordon Forrest. Mm -hmm. And we've appointed Gary Dempsey as the head of sports science. He's had spells at the SRU, the English Institute of Sport, and Bradford Bulls. Yeah, and he's very, very well built. Saw him yesterday. (laughs) I wouldn't have liked a thump in the jaw from that man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we can, if he can get the players bulked up a bit, that would be a bonus because United have always been, well, not always been, sorry, uh, more most recently, but with soft touch, you know, uh, a lot of the times when you're at the games, easily, easily outfought, brushed off the ball. So hopefully this guy's on to rectify that issue. And, and not always ninety minute fit. No, that's true as well. Yeah, which I think, uh, I mean, I would say a couple of years ago in the playoff, I think it was a game too far. Obviously, we were a terrible refereeing decision away from it, but the Hamilton one, yeah, 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 that's old ground, Ron. That's yeah, horrible ground as well. And um, but I would certainly think there. I, I would imagine. I don't know. It won't be that'll be a replacement because Project Brave. It might have something to do with that as well. Because we're obviously doing a lot with Project Brave and the yeah. Youth Academy, which again. You know, this is only episode one of the podcast, but from week to week, we'll always talk about the game we've just seen, the game coming up, any news and stuff. And from time to time, we'll look at other stuff like the Youth Academy and Mm -hmm. and stuff. But again, we're trying to do the Project Brave thing. But again, there are two appointments. Lee McCulloch has obviously done enough. Did you like him before he came here? You know what? He's the type of... uh, I think he's a winner. He's the type of player... I hated against, but I would have loved that type of player in the team. Yeah. You know, and that's just, uh, you know, I, um, oh yeah. I I, I couldn't stand him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to put that out there straight away. I could not stand Because of the type of player he was. Because of how he, he just he, constantly elbowed people, yeah. uh, basically. but Like Jim Goodwin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's another I can't stand. Yeah. Uh, but, again, but, he's a, but he's a born winner, you know. he's His whole career has been predicated on winning. Yeah. Uh, and from speaking to, or from hearing some of the interviews that the players have given regarding McCulloch, you know, they're all quite positive about mm-hmm. him. Now, whether or not that's just because you kind of have to be toe the party line, you can't very well say, well, the striker coach is an absolute pudding, you know. I can't hit the back of a net now. But uh, obviously Nielsen must be on board with this appointment. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's strange to me that we've got an assistant manager, an assistant head coach. Well, I, th- I think they're both the same title, but I think because usually you would have manager, assistant, and a first-team coach. Yeah. There's no first-team coach. So it's just two of them in the right, same okay. role. Okay, And and they'll have... It's unusual. 
they'll both assist Robbie, but they'll probably have different outs. Like Lee will still take the I'm calling Lee like he's my mate. Yeah, Lee is. will take the strikers and gone force to maybe do tactics or, or whatever. And obviously mm-hmm. Neil Alexander's goalkeeper and that kind of thing. That's yeah. how I imagine it work. I'm certainly not giving you any insight no, info that I've got. We're, but, we're speculating here. We're uh, speculating. And I think Gary Dempsey, you know, head of sports science, obviously. Um sh- uh, sh- two left the club at the end of the season yeah, and has gone. joined Shaba 1 yeah, he's and Romania or wherever he's uh, managing. So there was obviously a, something had to be done in terms of physical... I think he was physical preparation coach, mm-hmm. but that sports science might kind of be the yeah. same kind of thing. But he, he's well, come it's, in. It's a big thing in modern-day football. It's good that we're doing this, uh, and it's, it's probably quite unusual that a, a championship club in Scotland's doing it, but it's, it's been needed for a number of years, you yeah. know, just and to, it, to get the behind-the-scenes correct. And we'll touch on, so because we're speaking about the backroom, we'll go into the interviews from Mal and Tony Asgard this week as well. As uh, Tony Asgard had mentioned that uh, there's a new kind of tie-in again with the University of St Andrews, obviously at the High Performance Centre in St Andrews. Absolutely gutted, because this could have been the High Performance Podcast. But, <laughs> but they stole it. They yeah. stole the title. Well, we gave it to Dode. Yes. We gave it to Dode. Uh, so uh, in, in terms of that, and that's why they're doing so many things. And obviously Tony Asgard mentioned in his interview when it asked about, you know, why not go abroad? And I think inside he probably thought, why do we need to? Yeah. Look there's at, there's, there's a lot of teams. Got. There's a lot of teams uh, that come to St Andrews. Yeah. Because the facilities are so good. So And they're on our doorstep. They are, okay, they're not ours, but we rent them, you know. They're usually uh, throughout the season, they're exclusive to Dundee United, mm-hmm. the facilities, so... Yeah, it's better when you get the weather, I suppose. The first day back of pre-season last Monday, it was absolutely howling. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place to train for the players. And yeah. Not one of them moans about the... Yeah. And I think they've, they've now... I think they're all integrated over there now. I think the reserves yeah, are kind of mentioned. there. The youth academy's over there, I, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. That was mentioned. The only thing that I didn't like in the, in the Asgar interview was where... I think, I'm not sure who he said it for, whether it was for the fans or for the players, or, or whomever. But he was saying, you know, it's, it's uh, the tangerine jersey's a heavy jersey to wear. I don't want to hear that, mm. okay? It's not that heavy. It really isn't that heavy. It, it's just just go out there, give it your all, do your best. It's, it's not a heavy jersey. Mm. You, you usually hear that sort of nonsense from, like, a Celtic or something. I don't want to hear that. My expectations are where they are. Winning, certainly this season, winning leagues. Uh, I don't want to hear that the jersey's heavy. Come on now, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe your jersey's heavy is slightly bigger than mine's, but yeah, yeah. No, I th- I think there you know there's a real a real change, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah the whole culture, sporting whole directors, culture. managing directors. You know, um, David Sutherland leaving. You know, different lineups for for what's it been. I mean, and Mal. Obviously, we both went to the. Um, the Q&A that was mm. done in May time. Yeah, it was just before the end of the season. It was in between yeah. games. I'm yeah, and I think. I think, I mean, that was a that was a big thing for, uh, and I thought it had been busy. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but it was a chance. If you were a season, a season to go down, um, and then anyone was able to go if they wanted, that was your chance to ask a question Yeah, to any one of that panel. Yeah. You know, it was the chance. And I think a lot of the stuff asked was covered in Mal's interview this week, but it was good to hear. Now, for me, obviously, where I watch the game is up at the back of the Jerry Kerr stand. So yeah. a lot of the stuff he speaks about doesn't, for me, doesn't really relate. What about for you as a season ticket holder who goes to the games? How do these wee changes 
well, how do you see them or what, what do you I mean obviously I think anything that makes the experience better mm-hmm. in terms of even buying a pie and a bovril yeah. has got to be a good thing yeah well personally I'm in the Eddie Thompson lower uh, I'm not a big fan of buying pies or whatever at the football but I usually have to because the young lad he's hungry constantly so I've got to go there uh, so things that you would I could say about that are like the prices, you know, it's, it's cinema prices, I would call it. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and the service is pretty poor as well. It's really slow. And, and I don't know if that's because people aren't trained or if it's just the age of the staff that are delivering this stuff. Uh, but it could be so much better. And it's, with it being Scottish football, so obviously it's traditional. You get a pie, bovril, cup of tea, a pound for a Mars bar or whatever it is. It's, it's no great. The hospitality side of it, uh, I've been to hospitality a few times as well at United, uh, and that's not too bad. Like uh, it's a wee bit expensive, but I don't see that coming down. I don't see that getting lessened at all because they're actually they're like quite open about saying, "Well, we're trying to improve that product, so yeah. they're not going to improve yeah, it." I agree. And then take a couple of pounds off the the cost yeah, of it. But I, I think if they improve what's there for mm. their money, I think it, it is yeah. it's trying to be value. You know, don't get me wrong, there's people, there's Arabs out there who are lucky enough to do hospital every week. Yeah, yeah. But when you go, I think for a lot of people, it's an occasion, it's a special occasion. It's mm-hmm. a mate's birthday yeah. or it's... We do it as a, a family. We do it go. as a family and it is a special occasion. Uh, and that's why, I mean, do you get your money's worth? Well, there's a lot of drinkers in my family, so yeah, they get their money's worth. But Spence, how do you feel on the Sunday? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I think the game's an afterthought for some of them when they yeah. go at the hospitality. Oh, definitely, definitely. But again, seeing the photos of you know the centenary suite under the um, Jerry Kerr and stuff, because seeing that all ripped out and being mm. improved and stuff, yeah, can that, be that, good. It was all needing kind of tarted up, yeah, uh, for want of a better yeah. way to put it. Uh, plus, I mean, it's an old ground. I, I was in the lounge that's in the the Jerry Kerr, but it's kind of at the the corner of the ground. I can't remember the name of the yeah, lounge. Yeah, just the, it's very cramped above the tunnel. Yeah, it's a very cramped lounge. But I mean, that's that's what they've got to work with. Well, not not that it's, um, not that it's, it's any kind of information and not interesting at all. But I'm just going to take thirty seconds to tell you. In that lounge that's above the tunnel, do you know the uh, the tunnel used to be in behind that? You have told me that before. So yes. basically, you see the pitch. no. So bit. basically, um, when I I when I'd come in, actually, the, the reason I know when I was a mascot back in about nineteen ninety one or two or whatever it was, it was against Hibs. I'll quickly tell you this, and you get asked who your favourite player was, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I said Alex Cleland. Yeah, be scored. So it was fine. So you go into this cupboard, pick that, and that was it. I never thought about it. And then I was covering a game and had to go into what is effectively, it was a cupboard. So you look out a tiny window, which wasn't open, just Mm -hmm. glass panel, through to the executive box Mm -hmm. above the tunnel. So you were kind of down, sort of lower, really uncomfortable watch. And they had, and it's probably still there, to your left, a, what can only be described as a, 12, uh, maybe a 14 inch telly, four by three ratio with a big arse on the back of it, which yeah. is unlike tellies now. Mm-hmm. I was, it was horrible. And then yeah, we that- spoke for years about moving and the, honestly, the best thing. We were, I was originally meant to be moving to where the big screen is. Mm-hmm. Someone happened. But now you know, I sit basically at the end of the press box, but sit outside because I prefer to, to be outside. I don't like sitting inside. Nothing against the press who might be listening, but I just I prefer to be outside, part of the crowd and whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah so that's kind of 
that's always been my and any time I've been in there, it's so cramped and yeah. but again it's old and dated. Yeah. You know? like, like like the whole Jerry Kerr stand go, yeah. basically. Like the whole stand. Well the, I think the press box has been there since it opened. Yeah. Well, and that's quite possibly, yeah. It was also built the re- the like the regulations, I think, legroom wise, because that's what that's everybody's gripe with the Jerry Kerr stand. Uh, and like when I'm there, geez, end up with deep vein thrombosis by the time I go up the road. <laughs> There's just no legroom, but I think when it got built fitted the requirements that yeah. you were but no, that's, have. that's when the average height of the male in this country was probably about five foot three yeah so I mean the, the, so the, these are quite good thing you know stuff like what, what, it's all positive for a season to hold how do you see about moving to the card away from the book I liked when Mal said he was really shocked but yeah. I think it's a Scottish football maybe tradition now I, I've got a pal of mine who's a an aloe athletic season to holder and um, you know you think our books are unique mm-hmm. theirs is literally just stapled in <laughs> yeah yeah some you know, of them are some of them are you know and some certain, of them are just cards yeah there's a certain romance to that though yeah. you know and i think i could see people saying oh but easter road have got this and east end, east end park have got this mm-hmm. and i was like, yeah i agree i totally agree yeah you know that, Martin, they've got the yeah. scanner so yeah. it's something that it just happens yeah so. it's, it doesn't put me up nor down to be honest with you and i, I like the fact that they're they're talking about having some sort of loyalty based scheme around the card whereas when you go and buy something you'll get yeah points or something i don't think that the the minute details of that have come out yet but i, I like the idea of that you know because i'm i'm forever buying stuff in the bloody <laughs> shop so i'm guaranteed a ticket for life basically. and obviously there's a new superstore coming and, and new superstore like and the the thing that jim fife's Leading mm-hmm. the 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 lounge across the road, yeah, hospitality uh, yeah. kind of thing. Um, they mentioned at the Q and A that we were at that that would be hopefully up and running mid season. Uh, sure Even for the start of twenty twenty, yeah, something yeah, like that. January yeah. time, yeah. But uh, I don't know if that's progressed any. To be honest with you, I don't know if they're still waiting on planning permission or if they've got it and if they're just holding off. Yeah, possibly. money's getting spe- spent elsewhere just now. I don't know. Yeah, and again, it's one of them for all these improvements. Do off the park, it's on the park as when it needs to matter. Which, yeah, well, that's it. Brings us to our uh, final topic of the podcast is our expectations for the season ahead. So, league and cup, of course, the league campaign, the cup, you've got the Betfred, Scottish Cup, and the Tunnocks Caramel Wafer Cup. Yes, that's, so that's the big one. I will start and just say there is no expectation in terms of the league apart from we have to go up as champions. Yeah. That is now my expectation mm-hmm. of what has to happen. Yeah. Uh, Champ, uh, no playoffs, no the first, first and only first for me is mm-hmm. the expectation this year. I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, and I think most, most United fans would agree with that. And that's not being big headed at all, I don't think. That's just... You know, we're not going to have that much of a turnaround this summer. Uh, the squad, towards the end of the season, they kind of showed that they were, well, they were they were the second best in the league. Uh, add the right pieces to the jigsaw, and we, we should we've got we we will be aiming to win the league, but we should be winning this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, unless they go up by the playoffs, obviously. But anything else is really, I would say, it was unacceptable this yeah. season. Yeah, I agree. League wise. Um, so obviously the bit, we'll start with the cup wise we'll start with the, the Betfred because that, that uh, starts in a uh, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, Hearts East Fife Cowdenbeath and one other team Stenhousemuir Stenhousemuir yeah, yeah. is in there um, I would certainly like to and expect to get out of the group yeah 
I would expect us to go into the group minimum. Yeah, and there's uh, three three games in that that we should win. Yeah, that that we should be looking to win. Yeah. Uh, Hearts, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, but again, nine points should be enough. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. So I would like us to get out of there, and um, I see, I, I can see it why people go. Yeah, we treat it as pre-season or whatever. Yes, but your first team should be out. Mm. Your well, that first was, that was a mistake last year, uh, and like worse than just making that mistake, Laszlo basically come out and confirmed. Ah, we're just going to treat this as no. a pre-season. No, I think good in Shaba. I'm yeah. driving up to Dingwall on a Tuesday night, <laughs> and, and it's not for a friendly; it's for a cup game, buddy. Uh, but the the cups, the way I view them, like obviously you want to go as far as possible, and in an ideal world, you want to win them. But it's hard to make any sort of prediction because if we get out of the group, great. And then you get... Well, I think then, that's a minimum. That's no, an absolute no, that, minimum. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, what you get you get Celtic away at, at Parkhead. Lottery know? stuff, yeah. So if you want to get to the last 16 and you wanted to get to the last eight, mm-hmm. it's not really a failing. No. You know, it's, it's, it is a lottery. It's yeah. the luck of the draw. Uh, the it, luck of the draw. In terms of the Scottish... Just we've got such a wee love affair with Hamden. I'd love to get a Hamden day again. Yeah. But again, I think again the Scottish Cup. It's it's uh you know it's a trophy we've been lucky to win. Mm. We've had the days out, and you you are the days that you want. And obviously yeah. the it's a missed opportunity last year. That really was the Inverness game. Well, I I missed that game, um, and I couldn't get it on the TV actually. And a lot of people had said it was just yeah. Inverness I, probably deserved it. That's mm. but it was you know we had a, a bigish crowd. Uh, by recent standards, and they just blew it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they what was the old it. United and TV don't go. Yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah. when they broke that hoodoo. It took us long enough to break the Hamden one. Oh, I know. I you know. know, so for me, I mean, the Scottish. I think the dream would be a Hamden day out, but I think again, um, you would again, you would be looking to hopefully get quarters. Mm-hmm. But, but nice. again, again, it's just oh, dependent no, on the. No, draw. I, I totally get that, but I think it's it's what we. That's what we should aim for. And for the other one, which I'm not even sure when we enter it, but instead of saying where we end, I'll just eat six caramel wafers. You know, it's easier than yeah. trying to say, because this is the, two, I hate this tournament. I loved it when we won it, obviously, um, at, Fir, at Fir Park. But I remember, I've got the photo, I've seen the photo so many times of Tony Andrew with a cup in one hand. And he oh, bought Iron Brew. Brew the other yeah. one for winning man of the match. Yeah. And, I can't uh, wait to see what they get this year. Yeah, if they're not getting a packet I mean, of biscuits, they're missing a trick. It's, yeah. And again... <laughs> well, I'm going to go against the grain on that then, Ron, because I want United to win it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But I mean... I, but I, I want them to win it with uh, like a young side. Okay, all right. So I would rather th- that we, we just concentrated. Yeah. but And the, the reason I want them to win it is because I've never went to a United game in my puff not wanting them to win mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter who they're playing I, I want them to win I wanted yeah. them to win yesterday it's a friendly you know who cares but I wanted them to win and when they go in this uh, whatever it's called Caramel Wafer Caramel uh, Wafer Cup I believe yes. the Tonics Caramel the Wafer tonics Cup Caramel Wafer Cup when they go into that if we're playing the, the young boys again I'm all for that mm-hmm. uh, I've actually I've, when the draw was made through the week there I saw a lot of people on Twitter on social media quite proud of the fact that they've never been to a game uh, and I've never missed a game. I think we've had quite favourable draws. We've always been at home, usually. Uh, there were, I think there was one away game that I went to. It was at Dunfermline. Uh, so I got the train through, which is unusual for me. And the, the Tonics? Well, well Nye and Brew. Yeah. and Brew. Uh, so if, if they're drawn at home, yeah, I'll go along and support them. But ideally, if I'm Robbie Nielsen in that tournament, 
I'm playing fringe players and, mm-hmm. and young boys. Give them a wee taste of it. And I think the big thing is it it's it's saying that. It's actually saying yeah. Well they come out and said happen. that last year. Yeah. And in fact I'm sure it was uh, Craig Easton and Scott Robertson was, were yeah. picking the team yeah. for that tour. Was it Linfield that put us out? Linfield, Linfield uh, no, no, it was Alloa. It was Linfield the year before. Oh. Uh, that was Shabba's first game, I think, was it not? But, yeah, probably. I think that was Shabba's first know. game. But last season it was Alloa, bogey team. They beat one penalties, I no. think. Away. In front of a massive 800 or Away something. from home? <laughs> no, it was at home. Oh, was it was I do not remember that. Yeah, that's because you treat that tournament with disdain. No, hey, hey, hey. I love Iron Brew as much as the next person, and I will love Carmel Wafers clearly as much <laughs> as the next person um but yeah and i think the expectation has to be that i, I don't think you know it's certainly i mean the league's in a moment priority i mean if you tell me now we're going 100%. to win every cup in the first round yeah but get promoted as champions you take I, it i'm there you take it you know and and that's certainly it for that and i think it's it, it's something we have to go with i think the squad's been has a big bit of surgery in january mm. it needs a little bit Probably tweaking now mm-hmm. to tweak and get where it is, um, but it does need tweaking though because I think uh, not to cut you off there, Ron, but Robbie Nielsen come out just the other day and he was saying, "Yeah, but I'd be happy to go into the season with this team." Uh, mm. Now again, mm. who's he saying that for? I hope he's not saying that and believing that, uh, or if he's saying it because the team that finished the season, you know, in his in his mind, they might have taken St. Mern quite close. Without going over old ground, I, th- I felt that like we were too negative in their games uh, but if that's why he's saying it because he's just trying to give the players a wee bit of confidence then so be it but I mean, he is make, he is looking to make signings so does he really believe it? Well maybe next week after uh, another week and a couple of pre-season games we'll find out Yeah and Mr Shankland leading the line <laughs> Take that and God setting him up Well, that just about wraps it up for episode one of the Toad Fox podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can uh, subscribe. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's on SoundCloud as well. Uh, you can like, you can share, you can rate, uh, you can give us a wee review as well. And like it, we, we said at the top of the show, we'd love to hear from other Arabs that can quite happily come sit with us discuss the game if you are interested uh, do go on our social media we are at Dode Fox Podcast on Instagram and Twitter Twitter we're very active on there uh, drop us a line you can send us a DM or whatever and we'd love to get you on tell us about about your United journey get involved in the chat as well and like I say we'll be here each and every week uh, we are off to Brecon this week and beautiful we'll- Glebe Park have you seen the pitch? Amazing. That's the, the greatest looking is world amazing. football right now. And I tell you what, everyone makes the same thing, but the hedge is looking good. The hedge is beautifully <laughs> trimmed, as always. That's it from us. Thank you very much. We will be back episode two next Tuesday.